0: What happens when a bunch of nerds contemplate random topics of video games, overanalyze the small details of each and every game, and review games? You get the Gaming Junkies Podcast. Now here's your host, Swiper. Welcome to episode number five, your review of Hollow Knight. I am your host, Swiper, aka Greg, and joining me for a second time in a row is George, my buddy. How the hell are you, man?
1: Hey guys, doing well. Thank you.
0: Sweet, sweet. So for today's show, uh, we're going to talk about Hollow Knight. Um, But before we get started, I want to give a small disclaimer. We may be going over some stuff that will touch on the game, whether it's lore or certain fights or anything whatsoever. So if you're interested in playing this game and you don't want a single spoiler, please stop the show now and then come back when you're done. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. So there's your warning. So with all that being said, uh, let's talk about Hollow Knight, and for those who are listening that aren't really familiar with this game, I just want to give some background. So Hollow Knight is described as a 2D action metrovania video game. Uh, This game was developed by a three-man team who call themselves Team Cherry. So shout out to the indie dev teams, I always love a small group of people coming together and making a kick-ass game like this. Uh, And this game was partially funded through Kickstarter, and it raised about $57,000 in 2014, and it eventually released in 2017, and today people still love this game, and it is, today is the year 2020, so this game is just amazing, it's absolutely amazing, it's held on, and to this day, it's got what, I think about four expansions, I believe, Yes, four. four expansions. Um, and if you check out some of the reviews, um, Gameformer gives it a 9 out of 10. Destructoid gives it a 10 out of 10. Um, and it also received the best platformer in 2017 when the game released. So I got to be honest with you guys. I usually don't love reviews from like big companies because sometimes I think there's some bias there. Sometimes I think that they may review things unjustly just so the developer comes back and... Gives them, another rev- uh, like gives them some information so they can present the game to everybody. But playing through this game, I, I have to agree with these reviews. Like I really do. Um, this game was freaking awesome. And there is a lot to unpack when you really look at this game. I mean, I put in about 30 hours and I only completed about 66% of the game. So for anybody that wants to put their life into a game and only spend about, what, $15? This is the game for you. Um, George, you're the one that got me into this game. Uh, and we were just talking about this before the show, but how many hours would you say you put into this game?
1: Uh, oh, a little tough. Uh, my initial run is currently sitting at 120 hours. I have a Steel Soul run that is sitting at 30 ish. And I just did my first speed run the other day, which I completed in like six hours. Um, So the game is definitely clearable in under five, but you need to know where you're going. Uh, Most people, unless you're following a guide, your first run, I would say you're probably looking at depending on how much you want to clear somewhere between a 20 and 50, 60 hour game.
0: Yeah, I think um, there's that website, which I didn't actually know about until some people brought it up to me. Um, It was like, best beat, like it's like clear time for like all these games. So you could go check out a game and see what like the average clear time is. So you get a pretty good idea of how many hours you're going to get for like the money's worth. And I think this game was like in the 20s. But I would say you'd really have to know where you were going and what you were doing if you're going to make it in twenty. Because like I said, I only did put thirty hours in and I'm only sixty-six percent of the way. So say
1: the other thing to think about is there's a a good amount of end game content um, with one of the DLCs called God Home. And depending on how deep into God Home you wanna go or how difficult you wanna make it, that could easily take you, you know, thirty hours or, or more. Uh, depending on if you want to do the bosses in uh, one-hit-and-you're-dead mode or <laughs> completely uh, bound so that you're basically the starting character going against these bosses.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, man. I, I don't know, man. I get my ass kicked, <laughs>
1: all, all of those things net you rewards in Godhome, which is what makes them uh, cool, I guess. Um, and so it- uh, I guess they, they offer an additional challenge. Um so-
0: Okay. So like when you say rewards, you mean like like how you build your character up or just money? Like what do you mean by rewards, I guess?
1: I would say they're and and we're talking about a very specific segment of the game, but I would say they're um they're kind of personal rewards because at some at that point in the game you're you're taking it at um a level where the game doesn't necessarily need to go, but it exists if you want to take it there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is you're taking it to you're taking the game from a I played this game and it was fun to I want to master all of the bosses in this game and there's like uh, I forget there's like 47 different bosses in this game. Damn. Um, so like if you're looking at complete mastery, um, you're looking at a, a difficult time, but it's definitely very rewarding at the end. If you're like, yeah, I took 47 bosses and I beat them all without getting hit it's it's a pretty good uh brag
0: oh hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah dude all right so let's kind of get into the 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 content of the show here one question or the first question i want to ask you is how did you find out about this game because you actually introduced this game to me i never even heard of this game and platformers usually aren't something i play a lot of um but i do really enjoy them and this game was freaking awesome and like i said before all the reviews were awesome so you got to tell me how the hell did you find this game
1: uh well so i'm a big uh, metroid is my favorite franchise uh so i look around for like metroid like games and this was recommended to me by not only like a friend but also like i went through the switch store just randomly mm-hmm. and i was kind of like all right show me stuff that like i think i would like show me popular games and you know hollow Knight, popped up there, uh, some other games popped up there and i was like all right let me look at this game i saw it had some good reviews i looked at a gameplay video of it and i was like you know i could i could get into this this looks sort of like an original metroid game uh except you're with a sword instead of a gun uh i, I could do this and i watched one of the first boss fights uh, one of the original ones i think it was a trailer and I was like, that, that looks, it looks neat. It looks like a uh, pattern recognition boss fight type thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always big for uh, pattern recognition bosses because I feel like they're very challenging at first until you figure out the pattern. And then you're like, okay, you know, I can I can crush this boss. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a big, it always feels really good when you take a pattern recognition boss from like, oh my God, I'm getting destroyed to, I know what you're going to do now and I'm going to destroy you. Like that's a, that's a, awesome feeling for me and, and hollow knight kind of fits that bill for me
0: yeah dude i gotta i gotta admit the same exact thing and this is going to be a later point that i bring up but the boss fights are incredible like when you face your first boss and you get your ass kicked and you get your ass kicked again and then you get your ass kicked again and then you finally figure out what you're doing wrong and you beat it it's like the best feeling ever. It's this overwhelmingly like happy, joyous feeling. And you get that so much in this game. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but I have to say, when you introduced me to this game, I think there were two games you kind of, you kind of brought up. And I'm, I looked at both games and this one kind of resonated with me. Um, really from, I think the art style, like the aesthetics first got me. There's something about like the darkness and like death or purgatory or whatever you want to call it that really intrigues me and it makes you it makes me want to find out more like what the hell is going on like is this something I got to break out of is this a dream is this real like what's going on with this thing so that's kind of what really drew me was I think the aesthetics of it like I absolutely love the way it, it you know it looked um, and then just watching I did exactly what you kind of did I watched a little bit of gameplay and i saw a boss fight and as soon as i saw the boss fight and this person dying over and over again i'm like dude i got to buy this game <laughs> i got to buy this game man cuz it is very hard finding like challenging games that don't necessarily like hold your hand or anything but um you know a lot of people know my background i i've played a lot of mmos and nowadays a lot of it's hold like they hold your hand you can't really get lost you know so um the aesthetics definitely drew me in um as i was so as i picked up this game and as i was playing it i don't know if you're into this george but the freaking music is outstanding like i i found i jumped through that well and i got to that first zone and i just started trancing out and like totally honed in on this game and just kind of playing without realizing what was going on around me i was just totally focused in the game and like the kind of the music kind of got me into that it it got to a point where I kind of forgot to look at the clock kind of like if if you ever go to a casino you ever notice there's never a clock anywhere and it's because they don't want you to really know what time it is and Mm -hmm. you kind of get lost in the moment and that's exactly what this game did for me like it totally got me lost in the moment the game feels great to play like it's it was just awesome it was freaking awesome
1: yeah i mean one of my actually, one of the things that got me into the game, I guess before we move off of that was uh on top of like the boss fights and everything, just the premise of the game was really interesting to me like it it kind of introduced you as like a bug
0: mm-hmm. going
1: into like a bug's nest and I'm like, okay, that sounds like it could be kind of cool like you're just like an invading bug going into like a hive yeah. that sounds kind of terrifying, right Cause you like have you ever seen like a bee go into like the wrong hive, they get demolished. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting scary. Like it's nature's nature's not nothing to mess with. Uh, so like that premise was kind of like okay, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm this bug. I go into this town. I jump into this well, which is like the opening of the hive, and then we'll see what happens. And it's kind of like a ever I don't know. Have you ever watched some nature videos? That's just like yeah, oh yeah, terrifying. It's like a very scary premise. Oh yeah. Um. So like that was kind of like one of those things where I was like, oh man, this is kind of unique. Like I've never seen really anything like that before. This this could be pretty cool. And you had the boss fights, and then, like you were saying, the music score is uh, in the game is is really good. Like it's not, um, it's not anything you're gonna listen to probably on like a oh man, I have to listen to this on repeat. But it's real good for like transing out and exploring. Yes, um, which is one of the things. Like the boss fights are something to talk about, but the exploration of the map, and especially if you're not using a guide, it's fun. And I would say, like you don't want your hand held which I think is good. It allows for a lot of like, I'm just going to kind of like walk around, find stuff. Ooh, I found something over here. Like there's enough stuff to find on the map to keep you interested.
0: Oh yeah. Like, and that's, that's perfect because when I was playing this game, right? And you you go, you step into that first zone and then you kind of, you know, you don't have a map. Uh, Obviously, uh, spoiler, you don't really have a map um, nor can you really see yourself on the map unless you go to certain vendors and buy this stuff. So at first you're you're just walking kind of in darkness cuz you don't have a map. Obviously you can see you can go left, right, up and down and stuff like that. But eventually you start kind of making your way and you start getting to points where you just can't progress, like you need a double jump in some some areas or a wall jump or something that teleports you across the map. Like there's all these little things that you need and it forces you to say, "Okay, like I have to come back here." And what I love about this is it makes Every zone you go to relevant. So that first zone you got through and you mastered and you've got the map and you saw everything, you might be going back to it later on in the game, and the second zone, and the third zone. So you're never just like, "I did this level, it's completely done. I'll never have to see it again." It's one of those uh, it keeps everything relevant, it keeps you coming back, and it keeps you thinking, "I got this new power. Where can I use this to get further in this game, because right now I'm stuck? And that can be frustrating, but it also gives you the sense of exploration, which a lot of games sometimes really don't have because they hold your hand so much and they guide you so much.
1: Yeah, like, I kind of hate when like you're playing any like an RPG or something like that and you're in a room and you're like, oh man, I forgot to get something back there, let me go backwards, and you can't yeah <laughs> like the, the game says oh you can't go back there right now like you gotta wait until we finish this like event over here right and by right. the time you're done the event you're like what the hell was I doing? i don't even remember anymore i wanted to i wanted to go do like some like last quest and now i can't go back for like 30 hours this sucks like hollow knight doesn't do that for you it doesn't trap you anywhere it just says you know you will need an upgrade you know it's in here somewhere good luck
0: yeah figure figure it out man and another thing that i really like about it is and this is kind of overall like map design and how they developed each one of these zones there is a travel system in this game but you have to find it you have to unlock it and then not every place has a physical like travel zone a lot of them do but not everywhere and you can't just travel to exactly where you want to go when you want to go somewhere you have to go to like the spots they put you so you might have to go to a zone that's absolutely huge and you could travel to it but you might have to walk the whole entire zone to even get there so it might actually be quicker if you really look at the map and say well if i just jump down here and go over here it's a lot quicker than me taking this and going on the other side of it and that forces you to kind of plan ahead and um the fact that you have to plan ahead and it, it it just it makes you think a lot more. It gets you more uh, invested in the game. Um, it
1: also allows when you have those like future upgrades, like double jump or like the, the burst distance uh, jump. It allows you to kind of when you go back to an area, you go, oh, I have this now, and oh, I can access this over here that I couldn't access before. Uh, ooh, what else can I find?
0: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I remember when I was so um like I was so poor. Anytime I found those, like, those catches, those not treasure boxes, but those things you hit a few times to, the Geo yeah, the, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, dude, this was awesome. It was usually, usually they're pretty, you can usually see them, but some places you have to double jump or you have to, like, dash to. So all that stuff really helps, not just to, you know, get further in levels, but also kind of reward you a little bit. And I think some of those places you kind of had to do, like, a little bit of, like, skill jumping and, like, avoiding spikes and things like that. So, The maps even kind of had some puzzles, which was pretty freaking awesome, especially when you were trying to, like, skip past the acid and and jump past, like, the spikes and things like that. Like, you really had to get creative. You had to, like, use your sword to bounce off the spikes, to jump onto the wall, to shoot across the, like, (laughs) the level, to get on another wall. Like, it was crazy, dude. Like, I had so much fun doing that.
1: Now, one of my favorite platforming sections is down in uh, in one of the areas called Deep Nest, You actually have to, like, uh, sword jump on enemies as they're moving across the map. Yes. Like, you can't actually kill the enemy, but the enemy's just kind of, like, traveling. And you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to tink off your shell and bounce over here for a good 30 meters until I get to a platform. And it's like, there aren't many games that have you, at least that I know of, that have you do that. Like, generally, if an enemy's on the map, you can kill it. Like, yes. it's not like... Oh, this enemy! <laughs> You're just gonna use it for travel.
0: <laughs> well, then that's what's kind of confusing when you play this game because you think, "Oh, well, uh, dude, those are spikes. There's nothing I can do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die from them no matter what I do." Because that's what most games do. But this game, like, allows you to use your sword to bounce off the spike, and it allows you to get like a jump off an enemy that, whether it dies or not, it's there as like a kind of a mechanism for you to progress and for to travel. So it was really weird like i remember talking to my other friend about this and i was like yeah dude like did you find out you could use your sword against the spikes and he's like what are you talking about I'm like yeah dude, like, you just jump and then aim your sword down and hit and you you bounce off it? he's like oh my god dude. that's gonna make my life so much easier
1: <laughs> yeah one of the initial um i think it's one of the initial caterpillars you're trying to save is like yes on a it's on a little platform above right and you have to like there's like a platform you can jump to, but later in the game, you could just double jump up there. But if you want to get it early in the game, you got to like whack a spike, get to a platform. And then you got to whack like three spike platforms to get to the caterpillar. And like, you only have three hearts or three little like hit points at the beginning of the game. So it's like, it's like, Oh man, I don't know if I want to do this (laughs) right now. It's kind of scary. Uh, But like, if you do it, it's like, Oh yeah, I, I felt pretty good about this. And it's just like a basic, like, Oh, I hit the a button three times aiming downward. Like, but, you feel pretty good about like a little challenge like that right in the beginning of the game.
0: Oh yeah. Dude, I, I gotta be honest with you. Um, When I used to play console games like hardcore when I was little, my thumbs and my hands would hurt so much because just pressing the button so hard, even though like pressing it harder sometimes didn't really do anything. It just, I, I don't know what it was adrenaline or something. Th- this game made me feel that way. Like my thumbs and my thing, they, they hurt after playing this game sometimes because I was pressing it so hard and I was getting so like, angry and then so happy and like it was just it's like a wave of emotions man like i i don't even know how to describe it yep mm, so i th- the map so overall the like map design was good i loved really the music um i think the next part that was kind of deceiving to me when you first look at this game is really the character progression so this game isn't like you're leveling up or anything this game is kind of like you, you kind of jump into it and you start roaming the map, you start discovering things and you start realizing like, hey, like uh, I'm, I i got a power to to like basically go through things when I dash or I can my sword, I can hit enemies from further distance with it. Or you have like a magic bolt when you get this um, this certain power, you can make that stronger. So. This game deceivingly allows you to really customize your character in really a defensive way, an offensive way, or kind of in between. And the more you unlock and the more you discover in this game, the more you can kind of customize your character and make things a bit easier. Um, I think a great example of this is really picking certain charms. Like, there is, you get this ability where you can essentially heal yourself. One of the charms allows you to put a, like a shield on yourself when you're healing. So that's really good for like, oh shit, I'm about to die. I got to try and heal myself and enemies coming at me. And it's less you don't know what to do and kind of blocks the enemy from you. Like it's, it gives you a lot of, uh, a lot of choice in a sense. And I think one of my favorite charms of all time is the charm you get from the hive where it actually regenerates like one of your little health guys. Like, that thing saved my ass so many times, I don't even know (laughs) what to tell you about that shit. Um, So what are your thoughts on this, George? Do you think the customization is pretty good for the game? Do you think it could be better?
1: I'm a big fan of the customization for this game. And I don't really know, especially for, like, your character. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to make it better. Like, there's—so your character can cast spells or use its sword— um But there are all sorts of other things you can build your character to do. Like, you can build your character to kind of spawn minions with uh, certain charms. You mm-hmm. can build your character to have just a ton of health. Uh, you can build your character to be a, you know, a damage, like, I'm going to swing my sword five, three times and you're dead character. Yeah. Um, not on bosses but on like some other things and even bosses they can't take a ton of hits from like a really maxed out sword with a a damage increase on yeah like you can choose how you want to play like i don't know how you built yours but i built my character into a a sword character so i took him all the sword range talents and the extra damage on his sword and uh a movement movement speed increase Mm -hmm. so like i was like flying around like dealing like a ton of damage like each swing i would get like real quick swings off three four swings and the boss would be like all right well i'm getting my one attack i'm like (laughs) okay dodged here's four more hits he's like oh my god i'm just racking up damage (laughs) uh but like there's some other people who prefer the um the magic build um route where you take your spells and you kind of power them up um uh, there's, I can think of at least five unique builds uh, through your uh, through your charms. Uh, mm. the, these little items you get throughout the game that'll give you certain power-ups, um, but you have to equip them to make them active. I can right. think of five unique builds um, that just do completely different things. Uh, and there's maybe 40 charms in the game, something like that. Uh, and there's definitely all sorts of other ways to go.
0: Yeah, I, I mainly built my guy uh, for the situation, so I, uh, usually what I did was I, I had this issue where I would get too close to the boss, and I would hit them and lose health. So I took the, the item that kind of made your sword longer, um, okay. and then when I got the charm that actually – so usually when you hit like, uh, enemies in this game, you, get, you, get, you kind of bounce off for the most part. So you take, like, yep. you hit them, and you feel the force yep. it. And that was one of the first things i noticed in this game. I'm like, wow, dude, you really feel the force of hitting an enemy. Because a lot of games, you just don't move. You just swing, kill them, you keep moving. This game, you kind of bounce back a little bit. So you can get a charm that basically says, hey, you're not bouncing back anymore. So that made my life easier. And then um, I I did take the quickness every once in a while. But what I really end up doing a lot was I said, where am I struggling? Because when I would fight a boss, I'd say, like, What am I struggling in? And then I'd pick those charms. And then, like, I would do it. I'd be like, all right, no, I don't need this one. I'll pick this one. And the last one I really used a lot was the one which made you invulnerable a little bit longer. So when you got hit, you would be invulnerable just a little bit longer. So you had a little bit more time to react. So those were kind of the main ones I used. I didn't really do too much with the magical stuff because in that game, I felt like melee was always a little bit stronger. But again, I didn't use it, so I, maybe I'm not a good... I, I, I'm not compa- I can't compare it really all that well.
1: The, uh, there are certain bosses where magic definitely works better. Uh, it depends on... For me, it depends on whether the boss it gets knocked back or not. Um, some of the bosses will get knocked back from hits you do. Some of the yeah. bosses won't. The bosses who don't get knocked back take like full damage most of the time from like a spell. And spells can do oh. a lot of damage. Uh, but they got to take all the hits from them. If they're only taking like two or three hits from like an eight-hit spell, it's not going to be quite as uh, powerful.
0: That's interesting. See, I didn't even I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh man! So there's just so much in this game that it's just unbelievable. Like it, it, there's so much I don't know about this game. Um, and this is kind of uh, what I want to talk about next is like the boss fights and. How freaking amazing they were! Because, you know, selecting all these charms and and trying to go into a boss fight, and just trying to defeat this son of a bitch, man, like it it'll drive you crazy. Like I I spent nights like literally forty minutes trying to beat a boss sometimes, and I was like I got I got to I got to take a break. Like I need five minutes, and I'd think about it, and I'd come back, and eventually I would beat it. But that's how awesome these bosses are. And it if you look at reviews. Some people say they compare this game to Dark Souls. Now, I don't know if you played Dark Souls, George.
1: Uh, I have not, but I've had a bunch of friends who have, ha- who have and I know, the, I know the genre very well.
0: Yeah, so I played Dark Souls for a little bit. Now, I wouldn't directly compare it to say it's like Dark Souls, but the idea um, is like Dark Souls, where you go to a boss fight, and it's ext- it can be extremely difficult, and you have to learn the pattern, and it is frustrating as, as hell. And it's just not like super easy off the bat. Um, but basically, I, I kind of want to touch on a point that you made earlier, George, is when you start running into these bosses and you get your ass kicked and you learn that pattern and you kick their ass, it, it's it feels like, wow, why did I struggle on this guy for, you know, 15, 20 minutes? I absolutely obliterated this guy. Like once you get the pattern down. And that's saying as long as you can execute it as well. You have to get the pattern and also execute it. Um, but to me, what I really liked about these boss fights um, were some were extremely difficult, some were pretty easy, but it really forced me as a player, like as myself, to look at my charms and my build and say, all right, I, I, I can get rid of that like compass charm and give myself an extra slot to put something else in there. And then it kind of forced me to learn where the boss was and then kind of where I was because without that compass, that that little thing that tells you where exactly you are on the map, I got lost so easily. So it essentially forced me to make a build that helped me with the boss. And then I kind of learned a new charm and then I would take it off and put something else on. And that is one thing I love about any video game out there. A game that, forces you to think about how your character reacts versus something difficult versus a boss anything that forces me to think and say like what can i do to beat this guy like it it's just it, it's something that i get addicted to very easily <laughs> so um i have i have ahead. the
1: opposite problem i go into a boss fight and i go it doesn't really matter what the game is unless it's an rpg like in an rpg you can go into a boss fight and be under and the boss is just impossible yeah um but in like a game like this where it's pattern recognition you could go in you know no power-ups base level everything and if you know the pattern well enough you should still win um but when you don't know the pattern, like it, it gets pretty hard. Like you got to <laughs> learn it and you got to like, oh man, is this guy going to jump now or is he going to dash at me mm. or is he going to like throw some crap at me across the map? How do I dodge it? Like all of those type of things like mean something in in, a, in these boss fights. And like I've seen a lot of people go, oh man, this boss is really hard. i like, what are you talking about? He'll jump over you if you do this, yes. and if you stay on the ground, he'll like just stay over there and shoot stuff at you. And you can just kind of walk up to him and whack him a couple times. Like uh, on almost all of these bosses, I kind of know their patterns. Um, I've also done all of them on Radiant, uh, which is the one hit and you die mode. So like I've I've got them all like memorized up in my brain. Like that uh, I've, I've enjoyed the game so much. I was like, I'm gonna do this challenge.
0: That's also another feature, right? yes Yes. yeah
1: yeah so one of the one of the end game contents that god home content i was talking about allows you to solo one-on-one versus the boss for practice essentially um the because the last challenge of god home is a boss rush of all the bosses Mm. in the game stacked one on top of each other man dude there's no way there's no way well you heal and there's some stuff every about five uh it's definitely doable uh, especially you you know build right and you know the bosses well enough but it allows you to say oh man you know i was trying to do this challenge and this one boss keeps messing me up well i mean that means you don't know the pattern well enough so you go in there and you fight him a couple times and you know hopefully you you learn the pattern well enough to take him out Um, but they're all different and you know some of them are are fast so like if you don't recognize what he's doing immediately, you're getting hit.
0: You're getting hit. Oh, yeah. it's. I think the one boss that was pretty quick on me was the, um, the traitor, the traitor lord. Traitor. Um, yep. He was a... I actually figured out a pattern that worked for me after maybe dying like 25 times. <laughs> like, no lie. Um, Because I didn't... I, I, I couldn't distinguish between if he was going to charge or if he was going to jump in the air and dart down. And... A lot of bosses before that had, like, a tell, or uh, you, you could just tell, like, they'd either jump back and then move forward, or they would stand still and then do something. So you kind of, kind of knew after fighting them a few times. But this one, the Traitor Lord, just him, the False Knight, and the Soul Master, I would say, were the three hardest fights for me. Like the soul master is a guy that just teleports all around and, and does the same. But once you see his patterns, you kind of know what he's doing and then it's just executing and and avoiding and the false Knight, He was the guy I felt like you had to basically stand on top of him. Cause if you didn't, then I'm trying to remember like his big swing with his hammer was so devastating. It was really hard to avoid Um, that. I remember if you stood right next to him, he wouldn't do that hammer move, and you could get him like a ton of times. And he would jump, and you could go underneath him. And then it was like it was awesome, but it took me forever to land these that's things. That's
1: the that's the key to the false knight fight is when you're next to him, he'll either jump over, jump like try to land on you, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like walk to where he was, and then just start smacking him from yes. behind again. Yes, and he'll be like, "Wait, he's behind me! I gotta jump to him again." You just keep that pattern up. Um, but if he does, if he does anything else, he'll just like pull his hammer real far back and he'll get ready to smash you with it. And you're like, okay, you're not jumping right now. Let me walk away from you for a minute. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so loser and the, I dude. So you are so let's, let's talk about this a little bit. How many boss fights, including the expansions, would you say there are like unique boss fights? Cause I know some of the bosses you can kind of redo um, at like harder modes. Um, but did you say like around like 40 or some?
1: So there's 47 bosses in the game uh 12 i think of those are more difficult versions of original bosses you fight
0: okay and i know some of the bosses like earlier on which which i did um which were the harder i think they were the harder ones you got that like soul essence or i'm I'm forgetting what essence that was to upgrade your 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 one sword yeah your dream nail. that's it um and that that was pretty cool because you got to fight like a harder version of them.
1: Yeah, so like one of the one of the things in the game is all of these bosses wanted something, uh especially the ones that have harder forms. Mm-hmm. They all wanted something. Uh and they all dreamed that they would be able to complete something. Um so for instance, the failed champion is like the first boss you fight. His dream was to be strong. So in his and when you go fight him in his dream form, his stronger form, he's strong <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's very strong um, and all the, there are a bunch of other bosses that have dream forms as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all wanted something, and in their dreams they are that something they wanted
0: yeah, I, I sort of remember that because when you beat them, then they kind of talk to you about like their. Hopes and dreams, I guess you could say. <laughs> yep. Um, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I did something good. Like, you know, it's pretty awesome. Um. But, oh, dude, I I got to say that by far, the boss fights are hands down probably my favorite part of this game. Um, but there's a lot of little things that I s- kind of spoke about, and there are a lot of other things that I didn't bring up that are really awesome in this game. So um before we move on george is there anything that you want to talk about or anything else that i didn't really cover that you think would be important for somebody to know about this game
1: uh i think one of the big things and we talked a lot about the boss fights and the exploration uh but i think one of the big things is there's there's a definite story there um but you have to actually—so one of the things with games nowadays is that the story is really laid out for you. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to piece anything together, right? It's it's we're going here to defeat this guy because he's bad, or we're going over here to do this thing because we have to do it to affect the other thing. But it's very spelled out for you. Yes, Hollow Knight does not do that unless you are really paying attention. So in my first playthrough during the game, I, I, like I got to the end of the game, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what, happ- what happened?
0: To Hands down, that me. Like, was me, man. I, I, I That was me. <laughs>
1: that was I, did look. Just, I did some stuff over here. I talked to this lady. Why am I fighting this thing? Like, I don't get it. Uh, and it was because, like, when I was reading, like, the the game text, I wasn't actually reading. It. I was just kind of like, okay, 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 okay. I just want to, you know, beat something up. Uh, I didn't realize, like, how much this game was going to be like, okay, well, you're going to have to put the story together if you want to figure it out. And that's kind of how, there's multiple endings to the game. That's kind of how the endings are designed. The first ending, the worst ending, is you didn't really want to figure stuff out, so this is what happened. Mm-hmm. The second ending is you figured out some stuff, but you didn't figure out enough of it, uh, so this is what happened. And then the third ending is, uh, well, you actually figured everything out, and you made you know, the situation better
0: and that uh, that well that's a fantastic point is there's three endings to this game, right? three there's
1: technically five, but two of them are d l c and and just kind of alternate endings. There's three main endings to the game.
0: Well, there you go. there's even more than three, so so you know, depending on what you're doing, like it's you you said it perfectly i I think you said it absolutely perfectly, but anyway, I'm sorry, you finished your thought I didn't want to I just wanted to make that point
1: I mean that was kind of that's kind of it like the it, it really depends on how much you want to dive into the game the more you dive into the game the more you'll get out of it um with the endings especially and then in, even with the npcs um because like when you get to the very first town there's like one npc yes. in yes yes and as you explore you'll find other ones or you won't because you won't find them um and they you know, throughout the game, those NPCs may or may not help you on the quest, or you can talk to them in different areas throughout the game because they'll move around. Uh, so it's kind of neat being like, hey, I talked to you in, you know, the main town. Why are you all the way over here? You know, what are you doing? He'll be like, oh, I'm doing this thing.
0: Yeah, like that's, that's one thing I distinctly remember. Some of the boss fights that you do, you, you all of a sudden you'll, you'll kind of see people that you've run into. Um, and they'll actually help you in some of these fights and you're just whoa what the fuck man like where did you come from like this is awesome like the the one boss like with all those like was it like the jellyfish looking creatures and things like that
1: that's the uh that's the main one in the game that people will find because that one's mandatory okay Um, but there is two other there's like one or two other bosses in the game that you'll actually get help with if you do the prerequisites
0: yeah and like that's what's freaking awesome about this game too like uh, when I played this game, I was just kind of playing through it and, and, and just trying to follow what I was doing. And I was actually really enjoying myself. And like I said, I put 30-some hours in this game. But then I was like, wow, I really didn't experience a lot of this game. I really didn't.
1: And that was with a little bit of help.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I did my best not to look up guides or anything. I, I think I did cheat like twice. There were, there were two times where I was like, what the fuck do I do? And then it was like, oh, you need to have this power to do this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I think it was like the shade power where yep. you, you could use it to go through those like void, those black looking void things that you couldn't go over. You couldn't get past unless you had that power. So, so
1: those black looking void things, you don't actually have to go past to finish the game. Get out of here. But, oh. You don't have to. Are you talking about the one in Fog Canyon?
0: Well, there's like two or three of them, right?
1: There's one particular one that usually trips... There's a couple of them, but there's one particular one on the way to one of the mandatory uh, guys you have to kill to unlock the final boss uh, that most people are like, how do I get through this black gate? I don't get it. Um, You can actually get into the area a different way, but you need the uh, acid repelling upgrade.
0: Okay, okay. See like oh man, so that's what's crazy too. So there's not just like one path the whole way through, which is awesome as well. It's this game is so open, it's it's unbelievable. It's almost mind-boggling how open this game is and what you can do and what you know, it's just crazy. It's awesome. Like I just it is really a really good game. Like I've really enjoyed it. Um so I guess the next couple things I want to talk about, and these things are kind of hard for me to to talk about because with this game only being like 15 bucks, at least when I got it, um, I, I think when I was even reading a little bit more about the history about this game, even when this game first came out, they were only selling it for, I think, like 15 bucks or something like that. I could be totally wrong, but I know it was very low. And it was kind of weird for a lot of people because when you really play this game, you, I, I kind of feel like they're cheating themselves for $15. I really do. Um, and there's always a the question of, like, how can a game be better? Like, how can we improve this game? And honestly, when you think about it, for $15, I mean, you get a pretty damn good deal. You really do. And I, I would think with all the upgrades that they give you, you got to look at the upgrades, and you got to think about this. If they start adding more upgrades or doing more things to improve the game or something, it might make the map a little bit easier to get around when maybe they don't want. I mean, th- those are kind of my thoughts. So when I, when I really nitpicked this game is it, for as much as I played it, I really don't know what they could potentially improve. I mean, do you, do you have any thoughts on that, George?
1: I actually would not really want to improve very much in this game myself. Uh, This is probably... I've played a ton of games in my time, and I would say Hollow Knight's easily in my top five. Uh, Like, generally, if you're in a top five game from someone who's played... God, have I played a thousand video games in my life? Probably. Uh, You know it's up there, and there isn't really too much to improve on it. Uh, There's just a ton of things to do i would say when you have an when you add end game content that says hey here's a boss rush if you want to do it it's not part of the mandatory game that always makes a game better yes um and it, it just had all that stuff uh so i don't really know other than like maybe adding a couple areas on the side like for more I don't know, exploration. It's, it's <laughs> I tough, isn't it? It, it? It's good. It's good as it is, honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking like, I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what really could be improved. Like, even if this game was, let's say, double the price or something. And I, I know maybe you shouldn't judge a game off the price. Like, but price definitely comes into to the value you're getting for your money in the grand scheme of things. You know, if you if you spend 60 bucks on a game, and you kind of thought it was trash and it didn't really have a whole lot. And then you spend 15 bucks on a game that just Monster destroyed. <laughs> Dude, I played that game too, man. I, uh, what, I just, I was not a big fan of that game, but.
1: I, I like combat. I don't like having to design my character from the ground up for hours.
0: Yeah. it's it's a grind fest. what
1: Monster Hunter felt to me. Yeah. I know other people have loved the game and have other opinions on it. I like combat. And that's what Hollow Knight gives you. If you want menus, you can do the menu option, like Greg said, with uh, with the charms and whatnot. Yeah, but most of those fights are going to boil down to whether you know the patterns or not.
0: Yeah, that that's for sure. Like I like some of the charms will give you maybe a little bit of uh, what's what's the word? Um, survivability. Yes, yeah, perfect. Gives you a little bit of survivability. Let lets you kind of stay in the fight a little bit longer when you're making mistakes. Um, but they're not gonna turn a fight to a sense of oh I don't have to learn the pattern I'm gonna win because of these because I'm so overpowered so
1: yeah you can only make mistakes for so long
0: yes yeah so so it might add like a half mistake or an extra like mistake and a half or something like that but that's about it um, which is awesome as well <laughs> um, so I guess the the last question I wanna especially ask you George because I kind of I played a lot of platformers when I was little, like my favorite games. I know it sounds silly, but like Mario and like Mega Man, those were like my favorite games. Like Mega Man, really, I just loved Mega Man. And when I kind of compared this game to some of those games I played before, it sort of reminds me Mega Man sort of, because in Mega Man, you kind of, you you pick a level, you go through the level, you get a, you beat a boss and you get that power from the boss. And then you can use that power to, kind of beat other bosses because they might have that weakness towards that boss. And Mega Man sort of has like, those not necessarily jumping puzzles, but sometimes they have things where you have to use your powers to get through levels. And I got to say it's nowhere near as good as this game. This game was definitely a lot more open. Uh, it gave you a lot more freedom. It wasn't, you know, do this level and you're done. It was do this level and make sure you're going to have to come back to it because there's something else you missed. <laughs> um, trying to think of what else uh really i I just honestly i I mean compared to other platformer games how do you compare this to some of them george Uh,
1: i i would say this is comparable to for those who like uh you know metroidvania games it's it's very comparable to super metroid um Mm -hmm. like super metroid had the same kind of features the map was pretty open certain areas would unlock when you got certain upgrades you know there are walls that could be destroyed to open up other areas that aren't necessarily like indicated, like you, you'll have to shoot them or you'll have to hit them with your sword, um, in hollow Knight to open up other areas. They just, you kind of like whack your sword. They make a sound. You're like, wait, that's not a normal wall sound. Whack it a couple more times and some bonus area will open. You're like, Oh, let's explore over here. Uh, and that's constantly happening like in hollow Knight when you're exploring. Yes. yes. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's really neat. and It kind of adds that, uh, Especially when you're not using guide, adds that satisfaction of, oh, there's something new over here. All right, let's go over in this area. And uh, that's, I mean, that's definitely the genre of game it is in. Uh, but you know, being compared with Super Metroid, which probably is one of the best Metroidvania games out there, or like a Castlevania game, is a really, uh, what's the word? Really high praise, I guess, for for a game, especially designed by a three-person team, like. You imagine like design and make having three people design a game and then saying this game was almost as good as Super Metroid. Like, that doesn't happen.
0: No, Uh, no, dude. And I think like all the all everything that you're seeing visually, I I think they hand drew all that.
1: Oh, I'm not sure, but maybe it's possible.
0: I think I read, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they said that all the graphics were hand drawn. So I'm like, holy crap! Like, so they weren't just taking crap in in a like Unity like designer or something and saying okay i'm gonna use this asset for here like i I believe they did all the drawing themselves and then they imported everything i'm not sure how you freaking do that no idea. that's super impressive isn't that crazy though like and i think that's why this game the aesthetics are so i i think they're really unique i think they're really different and they're really out there and maybe that's me coming from a place where i don't have a lot of experience with a lot of these types of games but like i said it definitely it got me into this game for sure i would
1: say the other thing uh that is really enjoyable is the the movement is precise yes like if you've ever played like a a game with like you played a mario game and you played luigi and he's like sliding all over the place (laughs) or like you're playing in a a, another third-party game and your character doesn't like stop when you want it to yes it's infuriating it's like i didn't want to do that but now i'm over here and i'm getting hit and crap's happening and it's very frustrating yeah everything in this game is is built to be responsive
0: Like especially
1: like the did are you choosing to hit this enemy right now? Like are you sure you're gonna land on that platform if you hit this enemy and bounce backward? Like those are things you have to think about.
0: Um go go ahead. ahead. Oh no, I was I was just gonna say that's actually one point I wanted to bring up that I didn't is the response. Like so I use a controller and I'm pretty sure you did since you had it for the switch, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that you can can use a keyboard mouse in this game, but I so I got this for on Steam. So, and I use a controller for any kinds of like types of these games, and I got to be honest with you, man. Like, if you did not did if this game did not have like uh, as like if it didn't cater to how well you could use a controller with it, with how well it felt with movement and when you swing your sword and all those things, you would be ten times more frustrating. Because honestly, sometimes when you're in a boss fight and you're jumping and you're you're porting through somebody or dashing through something like that's got to be spot on and then when you're jumping and you have to move just like half an inch like a little centimeter just to avoid but just so you can hit them so they don't hit you with something else like everything like matters and it's insane how like you said like when you play games like Mario and you're like Luigi and you're you have to like kind of learn okay he's gonna slide and like I have to account for that sliding and it's just a pain in the ass and you don't get that in this game
1: yeah, it's definitely like with how with how tight some of the boss fights are, like being having to fiddle with like oh, my character's kind of doing things I don't want. That would make that would take this game from like a it's really really great to us awful. Yeah, <laughs> like really <laughs> <What? laughs> These boss fights are frustrating because like my character doesn't do what I want. Um and you know it, that's just not how it is. The 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 knight in this game, your main character is is built in a way where he's very responsive to what he what you do oh yeah oh yeah all right and he punish you if like uh the main thing is like early in the show you talked about a charm that allows you to hit a guy without bouncing back yes if you don't have that charm equipped and you're like trying to jump from platform to platform while you're swinging a sword at something in the air like you'll get bounced back and it might mess up your platforming section. oh yeah that will be your fault if uh, if you don't have the one charm equipped. Like, those are all things you have to think about that make, like, even simple interactions like, okay, I'm going to jump through this guy's, like, orange bubbles that I need to, like, hit him. Oh, oh I hit him, and now I'm not going to land on that platform. No, this is <laughs> bad. You know, panic dash over here. Try to get to the platform. Oh, I'm on the side of it. Jump off of it, and you know. Get so, my jumps back and like all of that stuff kind of leads you into like a miniature panic mode. <laughs> Even if you're fighting just like a, a normal little enemy while going through like a small platforming. Oh area, yeah. sometimes It's like, like all of a sudden it goes from like, you know, ah, I'm just like cruising through this boring little area to, Oh, oh hold on a second. I got to pay
0: attention. <laughs> so now, now that we're talking about this, there's two things I want to bring up. First, when it comes to what we were just talking about, there is a specific zone that I don't want to give too much away that is purely it, it think of heaven and then think of a bunch of like saws that like cut wood or cut anything possible and put those two things together and you get this zone and this zone is all about avoiding spikes and saws that either are stationary or they move and you have to use basically everything that you've learned in this zone just to get to a certain point which i think you're forced to get to so only if
1: you want the true ending.
0: Okay, so well, don't you need to get to that point to to go down to the abyss? And I don't want to spoil anything, but don't you to, get...
1: You need it to get the uh the, one of the upgrades in the game is called the Void Heart. You do need that to get the Void Heart. Yes. the Void Heart is what unlocks the true ending. You oh. can still get the you can still get the second ending with the Void Heart if you don't do something specific on the final boss. I see. I see. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm glad you're here to check me and and correct me when I'm wrong. (laughs) I thought that was like mandatory, but that was um, a zone that I remember I had to take three different play sessions to do and also had to switch up my charms because I wasn't using a specific charm that kind of kept me alive through the whole zone. So if you like jumping puzzles and avoiding things and basically sweating your brains away that you're going to love that zone precision <laughs>
1: movement is what i'll call that zone <laughs> yeah. that zone requires you to have very very precise movement and the first time you go through it you're going to get so frustrated oh yeah uh, but once you do finally get through it you're going to be like yeah this oh, hell is yeah like ah oh, i got through this like really hard section and then you'll go back and then you'll learn that the path of pain exists and you'll be like what there's a harder section to learn <laughs> uh i have to do that section all right gotta go back into that section and unlock the path of look it up the path of pain i will look
0: it up because I'm, I'm i'm i gotta be honest with you i would have nowhere no idea where to start to get that so um okay and the last thing i want to talk about is death so when you die in this game um you get sent back to i think it's where you sat last right where, where you sat and saved i think right the last bench yep. The last bench so this kind of goes into the whole travel, traveling aspect. Um, but anyway, when when you die, you basically go back and you have essentially you get your health back. You lose your gold, and your resource that you fill up is basically gets chopped in half. Um, now you have an opportunity to go and get your soul, and as long as you kill your soul and you you reget you get it, you get your money back, and then it, your resource gets kind of filled up like unbroken um But what I realized is that if you die again, that soul like doesn't carry over to your other soul, so you lose all your money. Yep. So, so that was a big uh, downer because I remember I had like two thousand some, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I died." And I'm like, "All right, well, I'll go get my body." And then I died again. I'm like, "Yeah, that's all right. I'll get my no." It's <laughs> like, "Shit, dude, I have no more money." Oh, dude, I was so bummed, and. That is one thing I love about um, death in this game. It's not so excruciating where it says, "Okay, with everything you did, we're just wiping your whole entire progress and you're fucked." Like, it's saying, "Here, we're giving you an opportunity to like get your gold back and stuff." But if you mess up, like you're like you lose your gold. And I think death is something that's very hard to balance in games. I think it's very, I think you can make or break a game. I really do. I think death can make games too easy. I think they can make them too hard and I think they kind of hit the nail on the head with death in this game.
1: Yeah, I uh I remember my first time I died in the game and I didn't get my soul back and I had some I had a good amount of money on me and I was like no i was saving up to buy this thing over here that's a <laughs> yeah. bunch of money now i gotta get all that money like oh my god why um and it kind of it kind of points to one of the things that I, I think most games don't do well that this game does is the money system in this game is actually pretty good yes like most most enemies will get dropped like three or four gold pieces or, or geo this game is called. Mm-hmm. uh and you know you'll beat up plenty of enemies as you go through like the, the, the travel and whatnot and you'll accumulate gold, but buying stuff like, especially like the necessary upgrades. Like I think the first major upgrade you need to buy is like a lantern. Yeah. And it costs almost, it costs almost 2000, uh, geo geo oh, to, yeah. to buy. And by the time you're, You know, and as you're going through the game, you're like, oh, man, I want to unlock this bench. It's 50 Geo. I want to unlock this travel station. It's 100 Geo. Oh, I want to buy the map over here. It's another 100 Mm Geo. Like you're unlocking little things. So your, your money's going up and down and and it's fine. And then you realize, Oh, I need a light. <laughs> and you've been buying stuff throughout the, the game. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> I have, I have 500. This is enough. You go to the shop and it's like 2000. You're like, yes. Oh man, what? I got to go grind for some money over here or I can't get this right now. Let me go explore somewhere else. Like, uh, those are all like very interesting things. And like the, the prices on things in like if you ever played like a zelda game it's like yeah Ah man i'm gonna buy this thing over here for 50 rupees and you go out into like the field and you get 50 rupees like immediately yeah you
0: can grind it yeah
1: yeah it's just like what what was the point in this game like you have to choose what you want most of the time while you're traveling you want those like random things throughout the map but you're not always if you find like a shop in the middle of the map you're not always able to buy everything yes so that requires you to like revisit later if you want to grab this Particular charm that you couldn't get earlier because you didn't have enough money, and it just it stacks on the number of things that you're like, oh, I have to remember to go back here later to get this thing.
0: Oh yeah, I I actually, gosh, so this is bringing up another point. So I, I swear to God, man, I, I'm pretty sure you and I can talk about this for hours. But I'll have one more point, and then maybe if you have something that comes off this, we can keep talking. But there was a a side quest, and when i'm talking side quests i'm not talking like oh there's an exclamation point over somebody's head and you go talk to them or you know they're like waving at you saying hey come talk to me like no you gotta like go find these people and talk to them um and you can easily walk past them but i remember the one side quest and i'm sure you did this one george and i tried to but then i had to give up because i was like i'm not making any progress like i gotta i gotta get through this game
1: he's, he's gonna talk about the gray mourner
0: is this this is the one i don't remember the name i'm terrible with names. This is the one where they say, hey, here's like this flower. I need you to bring, <laughs> yep. this. I need yep. you to bring this to this grave. <laughs> and you can't take any kind of travel, right? And, there, and, and there's something else. You can't take any kind of travel system, I think, and you can't die or something like that, right? You can't get hit. You can't get hit. That's it, too. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I picked the flower up, and I looked at the map. I'm like, holy shit, dude.
1: I got a long way to go.
0: <laughs> I got to fucking run from this side of the map to the other side? Like, what? So I, I'm like, you know what? i need i need i need the money i need money i'm, I'm gonna try this so i skip the tram because i had the tram and i'm going through the zones and i get halfway and i get hit and i'm like no i'm not doing this again like i just no.
1: yeah the first time the first time i did that quest i got hit like five feet outside <laughs> of dude's house and i was like Oh, this is crappy. So I went back. I got it. I got out of the first area. I went across this like lake thing, and I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. I get into like the main area, which now has changed a little bit. Yeah. And I get hit by something. I'm like, wait, I was like halfway across the map. I got hit by something. I go back right, and I get the flower again. I come back. I hit by the same area. I'm like, this sucks. (laughs) I, I hate this challenge. And then I realized that when I was traveling across the map. I was not encountering the enemies that I had killed. Uh, so I just went to the destination, and I killed everything along the path to oh, the okay. to the Grey Mourner. Yeah. Uh, grabbed the flower, and I did not sit at a bench, because what I figured out after I did this a couple times is when I sat on a bench, it respawned all the enemies.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, cool. Like, oh, I didn't even think of that.
1: So I, I cleared out the whole path, uh, I then I went back, I got the flower, and I started going along the path and I was it was like nothing was in my way for like seventy five percent of the run, uh. except for like some like little junks that I wasn't really too concerned about. uh but like if you don't do that it's it's kind of annoying,
0: oh, yeah, I'll say like as soon as you like you can't travel, I'm like, uh, I guess that means I can't use a tram, I guess that means I can't use like the bug that carries you. I'm like, maybe I can do this, and I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, I just keep moving on, man. Like, and I'm sure there, and I'm not sure, George, is there more things kind of like that? Like, um, uh, I, I don't know if they're side quests or challenges. Um, that's I don't... probably
1: the hardest side quest in the game.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, other than, other than some of that end game content that it, like says, Oh, you know, go through all of the bosses, like without any upgrades, like that, that's annoying, but that's not actually, that doesn't give you any upgrades other than like, Hey, you did it. Um, yes. That's the only, other than maybe like uh, one of the DLCs adds like a, a long kind of side quest that's not necessary for completing the game um, with a, a character called Grimm. Um, that's probably the, the most annoying one. The Grimm one can be fun because it gives you two or three
0: boss fights. Oh, cool. That's awesome. All right, well, um, so do you have any... Kind of last thoughts, anything that we didn't really cover that you kind of want to bring up or just make everybody aware of about the game? Uh,
1: it's a great game. Go buy it. Uh, it's, you know, I think you can find it on sale for 10 bucks sometimes on the store yeah. or on uh, Steam. It's Honestly, it's like throwaway money for the amount of value you can get out of it.
0: Yeah, I, I can only agree with that sentiment. And I think so you got it for the Switch. I have it for Steam. Um, I think at one point, it may not be if you have an Xbox. It was on Xbox Live, my one buddy told me. Um, that's how he got it. Uh, a lot of my other friends just got it on Steam because they have so many games on Steam. Um, and usually, they're pretty good price. But this game is totally worth it. Um, so if you want to play a new game and you don't want to drop 60 or even 30 bucks on a game, pick this game up. Um, it's awesome. And if you do play it, make sure you comment and let us know what you thought of it. Uh, any questions you might have or anything whatsoever. Um, I do have a website out now. Um, I am making some changes to it, but for the most part, uh, if you want to submit a question or kind of jump in and kind of play the same game that George and I and some of my other buddies might be playing, I think we're going to try and play like a game every month um, and then try and talk about it depending on our schedules and and how everything goes. But you can definitely visit us at GamingJunkiesPodcast.com um and george if there's any kind of plugs you want to give out now's your shot if not i can kind of throw it in the comments
1: uh nothing nothing particular for me if you're ever in the uh phoenixville area of pa and coronavirus has ended feel free to stop by gamers heaven and on sundays and check out uh our all charged up smash events but uh other than that
0: all right sweet that's awesome um. So yeah, definitely check that out. Check out the website um, and everybody that, that's listening. We appreciate you guys listening. And If you want to support us in any way, honestly, just throw a question out there, throw a review out there, give us five stars or whatever and tell us what you think about the show. It is a huge help. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, George, for joining again. I appreciate it, man. Always a good time.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening.
0: All right. See you later, everybody. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Gaming Junkies Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, think about subscribing. And if you'd like to support us, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or leave a comment at GamingJunkiesPodcast.com. See you next time.